Okay, everybody. Hello and welcome to Investing with IBD, sponsored by Marketsmith. Today is February 26, 2020. I'm your host, Arusha Pierce, and with me today is Mike Webster. Your favorite person, dude. Come <laughs> exactly. on. Not Mike Webster. My favorite person, Mike Webster. <laughs> Head of market strategy at IBD. And I guess I have to say this, but thanks for being here, Mike. Yeah, you all around good guy. <laughs> you, you can go on. Come on. You can do it. On today's podcast, we are going to talk about the current markets, uh, how to grade your stocks. Yeah. And That's we will end with three current stocks. Maybe four. And we probably have many, many interruptions from our favorite, Mike Webster. So, Mike, let's get into the current market because the current market has interrupted our fund that we've been having for the last five months here. That's not cool, right. man. I know. I mean, last week when we did the podcast, everything was nice. You know, we were in an uptrend, leading stocks were acting well, and it only took a week for everything to change. All of a sudden, the market rea realized that this coronavirus was maybe a little bit worse than people anticipated. Look, it's an unknown. Right. <clears throat> Whatever right. you have an unknown, it just messes things up, yep. right? And so as soon as the market figures out how to put a price tag on this, then we'll resume our uptrend. You know, Microsoft just warned after hours, so, you know, that might, you know, impact things in the morning. But <clears throat> sooner and, and or later- And do you know why they, the, the reasons why they warned? Was it just because it was it? Yeah, it was China virus related, and, yeah. And their, their I think it was their supply chain. Okay. I, I just, you know, just read the blurb real fast, but that's going to happen. There's going to be more and more stocks are going to be releasing, you know, warning. And some of them, it's just going to be excuses, right? Because, yep. you know, their business is, is having trouble. So blame it on the virus. But, you know, the virus is going to have an impact. I because think Millie Vanilli wrote a song like that, right? Or is that this generation's blame it on the rain song, blame it on the virus? Are you going to sing? <laughs> no, Come I'm on, man. Sing. You can do it. <laughs> we'll, we'll just dub it in like Millie Vanilli. <laughs> Okay, but anyways, the, the, the point is, that's why the market came down. Everybody knew that there was this virus, but it seemed like it was con contained in, in China. And yes. then it started spreading. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, no. If this thing gets really bad, we just can't put a price tag on it. It's not that it's a, this horrible thing. It is horrible. People are dying. You set that part aside. You have to when you look at the market. But it's just that we don't know how, you know, is it going to impact things by 5% uh, on earnings? Some some companies, it's going to benefit them. We're going to talk about that later, you yes. know, like a Netflix or a Zoom. Exactly. You know, it's going to help. Maybe a service now, but, you know, if you're in, you know, airlines or hotels, I mean, you've got some serious, you know, potential problems there, right? Yep. And and <clears throat> so I, I, I think this is... Yeah, th this is a good reminder, at least for myself, why I love this system, the way we look at stocks, the way we look at the markets, because we're we're going over the field for the market, right? We're, mm -hmm. we're reading the charts. We know how stocks should behave in healthy markets or how markets should behave when they're acting healthy. And then all of a sudden, really, at the end of last week, things started- It was started really on yeah. Thursday. Yeah. You know, if you look at Thursday's action, so- We'll skip back to <clears throat> Wednesday. That's when we made new highs. Yep. Right? So at that point, you're saying, okay, now we're off to the races, and it looked like the NASDAQ was going to go straight up to 10,000. Because when you have round numbers, the market tends to just gravitate towards them like a magnet. right? And then as soon as the, the next day, when we came down and we undercut that low, and we undercut the low from a, a couple of days before that, I knew, okay, things are different now. It's fine. You know, it was 
I thought we were going to go in a kind of a sideways type of, right. um, you know, maybe a couple of weeks or something. But I knew we weren't going straight up to that 10,000 because that was the break, the expectation breaker, okay. but a mild one. There's not, you know, they don't all have to be these major expectation breakers. So that was your first warning. Um, and then the next day it got even worse. So that was on, you know, on that on that Friday and you came all the way into your 21 day. So that was a logical area for the market to to stop and, and pause this is on the Nasdaq. On the Nasdaq, I always just look at the Nasdaq, and the reason for that is, you know, it's important. The S and P is important. The New York Comp, the Dow, people like to look at. So it's important to see what other people are looking at. But if you just look at one index, it, it allows you to focus, mm -hmm. and the Nasdaq is the one that really tracks our style better. So that, that's the only one I use for my market analysis. Although I look at the other ones, um, so when we were at the twenty-one, it was logical that hey, we'll stop here. Yes. But we had this, you know, uptrend, um, you know, from the you know the beginning of the move at seventy-seven hundred back at you know if you look at October third, like yeah, wow. yeah, and then. If you look at that line and match it up with, looks like the December 3rd low, that's where this entire trend up had been holding. Right. And so if we didn't hold there, then you knew we were going to have some you know, serious damage. And that's what happened. We just gapped through that on that news and we gapped and we stopped at the 50 day. So it seemed like, okay, now we're going to get some support there. And then that couldn't hold. Yeah. So it's like all bets are off at this point. Yep. And and <coughs> I, it was uh, yesterday. We we started off a little bit higher, yeah. Maybe for the first hour or two, and mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden started taking out the lows. Then it got really bad, and and that's where it became much more obvious. And then today started up again, yeah. like what maybe we were up a, a percent up and two, half, right? Or was I, it, did we got two percent. We got up to two percent, but it was still an inside day. It yes. looked like nothing. Yes. on there. And at the start of yesterday. At the start of yesterday, when I was looking at it, you know, so the day after the gap down, I said, you know what? I've never seen this happen before where you have a gap down like that and then you just come back up. Yes. So I was very leery about it. I think we talked about it on IBD Live um, about that. And since then, I've, I've been searching and we have a, a decent precedent. You know, maybe we can look at that in a little bit or yeah, you want to look at, at it, it pretty now? soon. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's in 1979. So let me pull it up. Okay. Well, before we okay. we'll, we'll stick stick to the current market for one okay. second. Uh, another big thing that happened that happened, and we and we've spoken about yeah. this on IBD Live, uh, is uh, vertical violation. Yeah. Right. And that that was really, I guess, yet yesterday kind of confirmed that. Yeah, that's a a thing that that Chris Gessel and Justin came up with, and right. that, that they're really the experts in that. But the concept is, you fall fast and hard, and and that's a you know that's exactly what we did, and yes. and that's a, a reason to really back away from the market. So at this point, you know the market school rules that we have that that I did with um, Justin and, and Charles Harris, that we are at a zero, meaning you know. It's 100% basically hundred percent cash. You're you're waiting for a follow through day um, at this point, and so both ways, whether you look at it the way Chris and Justin look at it, or the way you know the market school rules are, um, or just normal IBD, you're you know you're you're in a correction. You're in a correction, right. and you know we could have hit the lows today, and we could go straight up from here. That's fine, yep. or we could go. And it could get a little bit worse. Yep, and and, <clears throat> and in the end, we don't want to predict. We'll just interpret. We'll. So you the the first thing let's make sure all the <laughs> listeners know about this, you know protect yourself right protect your principal at this point go through it make sure go make sure you go through every all of your holdings, 
make sure they're above the 50 day. If they're not, they're breaking the 50 day on heavy volume or really, uh, that's where you start raising cash. I mean, you should have raised cash over the last few days because at least a number of my stocks forced me to. Yeah, so that's a great point. I thought we were going to talk about it in the next segment, but it's worth talking about now that if um, when the market gets under pressure like this or gets in this situation, um, the first thing you do is you make sure that anything that you're at a loss on, you just get rid of it because those losses, those 3% losses turn into 7% losses real fast. So just get rid of them. So look at your account. If you're down on it, you are wrong. Simple as that. That's going to raise cash right there. Then you start going and looking at the stocks that you had just maybe just bought right before the market started coming down, and you're just up a little bit. Now, if those aren't great stocks, out the, out they go too. So yep. now you've raised even more cash. And then in the next segment, we're going to talk about how you rate stocks from an A to F, and then you're just going to sell off your C, D and F stocks first, then your C stocks, then your B stocks. And then right now, you should only be holding your A and A-plus stocks because you know we're eight percent off our highs. You know that's an intermediate correction. Those right. happen all the time. Yep. In, a, in we're in a major bull market. You know if you step back and look at the monthly chart, we're still in a major bull market. But we're going to have little bear markets along the way, intermediate corrections, 16 percent off the highs. And if you stay fully invested during those times, you're going to get your head handed to you. With our kind of stocks, right? Yeah. If you're down ten percent <clears throat> on the market, if you're down fifty percent, yeah. like you said. Uh, our stocks could be down three. They usually travel three times as fast. They could be down forty-five percent. Yeah. At that. So yeah. So you, you they you go have at like Tesla ludicrous speed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> in both in both directions. Right. I like the other direction yeah, better. Right. It's much more fun the other direction. So, okay. but but with the market, it doesn't mean you blow out everything. You know, if you don't have any good stocks or you're not up on stocks, maybe you had taken a bunch of profits before you started off with some new stocks. You can be in cash right now. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But if you have good quality stocks you want to hold on, maybe pare back the positions so you can sleep at night. So let's go now to the precedent. Okay. And uh, so you're so we're looking on the NASDAQ. We had this really big sell-off, a vertical violation. Um, and so now let's go to 1979. What, what uh, time period? Yeah, so this the time frame I'm looking at is in October of 1979. So okay. you can just do a change day to February of, of 1980 so okay. you can kind of get a picture of, of what's going on. And so we were in this nice uptrend during that time frame. And, and I'll say, why are we looking at 1979? You know, how is that relevant? Well, we're always looking for precedence in the market because what hap- has happened in the past gives you a roadmap to roadmap to what might happen now. And so with this, it was everything was moving along nicely. And look at those days back then, the NASDAQ was, you know, very tiny spreads. And then all of a sudden you go into new high ground, mm-hmm. just like what we did, right? Yep. So this was just like Wednesday where we poked it up into new high ground. Then that next little day, that was just like Thursday. So that was your mini expectation breaker. So that yes. is Let's see. Uh, that looks October like 8th. Wait. Man, my eyes are bad. It looks uh, like October 8th. Okay. So that was your warning sign, just like last Thursday. Then you had that big break right uh, through October, your 21 uh, October day. October 9th. Yeah. Yep. Right and through. And the 50-day. Yeah. Through your 50-day. And then it got worse. The next day was down even more. 
then you had that little inside day. Kind of looks like today, right? Yeah. So, so yep. So, well, we'll just describe this for mo- most people who are probably. Yeah, so, what so you they're driving do, in their car. They're like, <laughs> dude, where's the chart? <laughs> so yeah, when you get home, because uh, <laughs> most of you are in driving your car, working out, listening to this. Uh, Look out, wh- there's a car behind you. <laughs> when you get home, go to investors.com slash podcast. You can see the video version. Maybe Mike will send it on Twitter. Yeah, w- I'll definitely on. send it on uh, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, so we, we get hit hard. Then then you, you don't get a, any kind of real bounce. It just kind of goes sideways for a little bit. And then you have another leg down. Another leg down. And I could that, that would be very logical. For, for things that, to play out right yeah. now is to take out the lows and um, and then it just it got, it it's got its, uh, its footing and then it just went back to its old nature. So yeah. right now you're looking, let's just go back to our current market. Um, and it's after looking at that, you can see how similar it was. It was, we were just inching up. Now you, we have this unusual thing. So you're with stocks or with an index, you're looking for character changes. Yep. You know, and my character has been known to change every once in a while. Every once in a while. It's pretty consistent. I'll, I'll, <laughs> consistent all over the place. The, you know, I might throw a Bill accent in there. So, Arusha, now when the market comes down like this, you <laughs> you got to be really careful. And so that's my <laughs> attempt at Bill Hume. It's very good. So uh, when you have a gap down after a market that's been trading nice and tight, character change, you don't know what's going to happen. You wait for so right now. What are we waiting for? It's simple. Follow through day. Yeah, keep you it, know. And in the end, you said the key word: keep it simple. Right. Yep. That's the beauty of the system. We're looking for a fall today. The the precedent. Go back, study that, because that gives you perspective too. Uh, these things they look very very scary, and they are scary. You want to protect yourself, but they come to an end too. So. Corrections are opportunities once you know how to protect yourself. Absolutely, and, and that's really the the key here. Um, so we are in a correction. Make sure you are protecting yourself, protect your portfolio, and raise some cash. So let's take a quick break. But when we return, we are going to talk about how Mike grades his stocks. We're going back to school, baby. Stay tuned. I'm here with Scott St. Clair, and Scott is one of the senior product coaches at Marketsmith. Now, Scott, we've both been doing this for a long time, and we know that investment research takes a lot of time. There are so many factors that you want to look into to try to figure out whether this is a stock to buy or not. Quarterly earnings, huge sales growth. Hey, are institutions buying it? The list goes on and on. Yeah, it's a common question. I hear it all the time. I don't have time to, to do this work. So you don't have to spend that much time. If you have a tool like Marcus Smith, we do a lot of that work for you. Right there on the chart, earnings, sales, group strength, institutional sponsorship, like you just mentioned. Right. It's all there in the chart. So it allows you to make a decision much easier. Yeah, and the beauty is that we have in-house analysts that go through the SEC filings. They pull out those numbers, and they put it right on the markets chart. And all you have to do is analyze them. Yeah, I couldn't imagine having to go to the SEC website and look at the income statement, et cetera. That sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, and, and, and that would take hours and hours. And in that time, you can go through hundreds of stocks and find the best ones. So don't miss out on a big winner because you don't have enough time to research it. For more information, go to investors.com slash podcast 2020. Mike Webster is our guest on investing with IBD sponsored by MarketSmith. Okay, Mike, 
let's go over. Put on your professor hat. We're we're gonna bring up uh, Professor Mike on here. Well, and <laughs> and uh, so you've talked about this a bunch on IBD yeah. Live, grading your stocks, right? You, you you go you have some stocks graded A, other stocks F. Yeah. Walk us through your process of, of how you do this on a conceptual level, I think. Here. Yeah. So, you know, this came about, you know, God, man, maybe over fifteen years ago. It was probably like two thousand three, okay. two thousand four, and I got a call from Bill. And he wasn't a happy camper at the time because I messed up and I sold we, we just like what we had right now, the market sold off and I sold what he felt was like my best stock. And he said, you know, Mike, you know, what's your best stock? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, uh, and he's like, I'll give you one hint. It's not what you're up the most on. Click. And that was it. So I'm like, oh, no, I don't want this phone call again. Yeah. Did you so, ever figure out what stock he was talking about? No, because I blew out a bunch of them, <laughs> so I didn't know. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, I don't want, you know, Bill is the best ever, right? right. And I don't want to make him mad, and, and, and I want to learn from this. So sure. I'm like, okay, what is my best stock? So I started thinking about it. Well, you know, what? it just seemed logical. At first I was going to do it on a 1 to 10 scale, and then I, you know, decided, you know, I'm going to rate it with, with letters. Mm-hmm. So the next time we're under, you know, pressure where the market's selling off, I'm going to get rid of my C stock, my B stock, and then try to hold my A stocks okay. because that's what separated Bill from everyone else. He was able to hold a Syntex, an Amgen, you know, Price Company, Pick and Save, you know, list goes on. And along the way, he's trading all these other stocks, but somehow he's just holding this one stock and he's adding to it yes. and adding to it. You know, he would add to the stocks a lot more than you would think. He would pyramiding in just a little bit at a time here and there building his cushion of time as well as price from okay. from his cost fit. He you know, it, it's he's a stud. So with that in mind, I wanted to figure out, you know, what is my best stock. So I rate them and I have a very it's a very systematic approach, but it is qualitative, you know, so you go through and and your grade for a stock is going to be different than my grade. You're probably not you're not you're not going to give something an F and I give it an A. Right. But what you're looking at are both the fundamentals and the technicals and the sponsorship and the group. So you're looking at the whole the whole picture of okay. it, you know, and, and where it is in its life cycle. Is this an IPO that just came out of an IPO base, or is this, you know, Coca-Cola mm-hmm. that you're trading that's been around for decades and doesn't really have anything new, right? You know. So why don't we start with one stock, okay, and then so we'll kind of walk through it. So let's start off with Shopify. Okay. And, and so I do, I've owned this stock for, for a while now. And uh, yeah, so so walk us through this. And so now we're looking on a weekly chart, right? Yeah, you, <clears throat> I like to start off on, on monthlies and weeklies. Um, you know, let's glance at the monthly first. Okay. And when I grade a stock, I start all stocks and I just give them an A. Doesn't matter if if I've got a two dollar stock up in front of me, I'm given an A, and then I look at the two dollar stock, it's immediately an F. Out, you know, I'm not even going to trade it, right? Right. So all stocks get an A. Then I'm looking for things that are bad about it to bring it down to an A minus to a B plus, and so on. Okay. And then as I see good things, I raise it up. Okay. So you know, I'm not writing it down; I'm keeping it in my mind. So. I'm looking at this monthly, and what I'm looking for is, has this stock been a big leader in the past? Yes. Now, 
it's clear that it has and has had some really nice moves in it. So it stays a solid A at this point, almost an A plus based off of that characteristic. Okay. If this had been in a huge downtrend, right? If we're looking at GE, for example, then that's going to go from an you know from an A down to a C or a D right away just because of its history of being a laggard versus a leader. Now we move over to the weekly. And this is where you do most of your work. And let's not look at the chart first. Let, let's look at, let's assume you've, you've done your chart analysis and it's something that you want to grade because you're not going to grade every stock. Right. And I start over in the left side of the chart and look at the fundamentals and I just go straight down to make sure I don't miss anything. So in the, the left corner, um, we have the earnings, the annual earnings. What do you think about those? <clears throat> uh, they've been consistently growing. Right, went from fifteen cent, went negative twelve cents in twenty sixteen, fifteen thirty eight <coughs> cents, forty six cents, ah eh, twenty three cents, not the not the greatest estimate right there. And then it jumped to uh, seventy nine cents. So yeah, I think so I think it's pretty solid. It's got a defect, right? The defect was the fact that it's a forty six cents, and if those estimates are right, going down to twenty three, right. which is a fifty percent down. Yeah. So now I'm going. Okay, that's a pretty major defect. If that if that number is correct, okay. I'm making it from an A all the way down to a B. I, wow. I skip through A minus and B plus. Then I kind of round back up after I look at the earnings block and and with there with that section, it's key. What Bill would always look at it having at least three years in a row where the earnings are increasing. So okay. like you said, minus twelve, fifteen, thirty eight, forty six. So you have more than enough there. Yep. Then you go and you look at the ratings. So it's EP, um, uh, EPS rating is a 35. Well, that's because it doesn't have the, the you know the the growth rate right. because it's it's coming from negative to positive. So if you understand how the rating is calculated, you 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 would give it a pass there. But because you've already deducted it because of the annual. Rate, yeah. So. Well, the estimates. Um, aren't in the rating, oh, got it, but got just it. knowing that it's coming from negative to positive, okay. and that's what's throwing, you know, that, that's what's throwing it off. Um, I would imagine I have to look into it some more. So I'm going to give it a pass there. The group relative strength is um, solid in the 90s, so that it's staying in A. The SMR is a C, so that's a bit of an issue, right? So, mm -hmm. and the accumulation distribution of C minus is okay. So I'm just going through each one of these things, and in my head, I'm right. adjusting. And at this point, forget that it's Shopify, and I love the story and all that stuff. Based off these raw numbers, you know, it, it's going down to a B minus okay. at this point. Okay. You know, um, it has no earnings growth rate or stability. Um, ROE, the return <coughs> on equity is only a 2%. That's yeah. pretty bad. You know, so yeah. we're, we're in the C category here. That's what a C <laughs> looks like. So yeah. you're, you're, you have to be fair with these right. things because the story is a big deal. Concept is a big deal, right. but you're being, you know, honest with yourself. And you know I don't spend a lot of time looking at most of the other stuff. The um, the top five stocks in the group that's key. That's a, a way to find other good names. So I would look at each one of those. The the one thing in there that I do look at is the up down volume. One point six is huge. Okay, Bill would look at anything under a point eight as being very bad. Okay, anything at one and higher is good. 1.6 is massive. That's 60% so more up volume <coughs> than down volume. Yeah, over the last 50 days. Right. Right. So that, you know, that makes it from maybe it was at a C minus, now it's at a C or a C plus. You know, okay. it is a big, big, important number. 
Um, then we go down further and then we look in the quarterly block. And so let's look at the earnings first. Wow. You know, these are some big numbers in here. 300 percent. You know, we've got a negative, a plus 600, you know, a plus 81. So that C plus is going now to a B minus or a B okay. because quarterly earnings are a big deal. Yeah, for sure. Right. Now we skip over to the sales. That's what this story is about. Mm -hmm. Very right? consistent. It's sales. a sales. You yeah. know, any of the software plays. Yeah, it's all about the sales. But what's nice about this is it, they actually <coughs> do have earnings as opposed to a lot of the other cloud stocks. Yeah. It's, they don't have the earnings yet, but they're very consistent on the sales. Yeah. And so they are a special breed, yep. you know, and this is a window of time where we're looking at, at revenues. Now, the market might go back to the way it used to be and just focus on the earnings. So this here, then they're being so high and so steady, this brings it up to an A minus. Wow. Do okay. you see how we went yeah. around? Because yeah. if that was a plus eight on the sales and a plus two, this would be a D and I would move on. Okay. But it, it, this, you can have things that, you know, check the box. But when th something really surpasses it, and these are big, big, big numbers, big company. So we're at, a, you know, B plus A minus. Okay. Now we go over to the chart and we would, you know, analyze this in detail. Um, let's see. So it's a later stage base according to Pattern Rec. But really, if you look at that base that it formed in... Um, in 2018. That, yeah, 2018. 2018 there's really a pattern in there where it undercut. There was a little cup with handle that yes. broke out, failed, or almost broke out, failed, and undercut. So that reset, that's really a stage one there. Um, now we're coming out of a stage, stage two. two. Yep. We had that big move up. Now it's this first pullback to the 10-week line. Mm -hmm. So it looks normal. It's acting well. Right? Yeah. Let's look at the daily. So we're at a B plus, 8 minus. And... You know, that reaction on the earnings, you know, that was a huge move up. Right. But the fact that it closed at the lower half, that it, it not the lower half, it really at the bottom of the bar, that's a bit concerning. Um, then it was going sideways, acting normally. I was looking to, you know, to try to buy it, yep. you know, if it went over that little bit of resistance. But the market brought it down. Right. So the context of you always want to pay attention to what the market is doing to the stock. So with that in mind, you know, there was so strong i'd put this at a b plus looking to buy it off of the bounce off the the 50 day okay so that's the final grade for shopify b plus a minus okay what let's, would you let's, what would you give it no I, I think that's that's fair i mean this is this is one of my top stocks uh and so this is one of the ones that i'm still holding and yeah so i have it at, at really at the top of the list but i'm also it's it's behaving really well and also that story is so big too which that, is a, a big part of it that we didn't go part, into right. exactly. and it's, it's if you didn't know the story you read some ibd articles on it you go to the company's website you know we didn't have time to do it here but you also look at sponsorship all these things are going to move that exactly. letter grade uh, uh, around so okay we, let's do very quickly uh, a bad stock or, okay. or something that has a glow so let's go to iipr okay which uh, that that one's been struggling this is a reit but it it was trading like a, a tech stock last year. It was very high. <laughs> it was very high because they are buying a lot of the land for marijuana, and and so it went it went on its monster monster move, and it was uh, not trading like a REIT. It was not trading like a REIT at all. But it now it's it's gone hit. It's thirty one percent off the high. Just a quick quick 
um, summary of this one. Yeah, so with this one is really about the context of it's already had its big move and the position where it's in right now, looking at the weekly chart, it is, it's not an ideal situation because you have that overhead resistance where it had broken out from that last base, ran up 48% within three weeks, looked great, yep. and then fell down. So you got to imagine all those people who bought up there, if they still own the stock as it gets up there, they're going to be selling into that. Definitely. So that itself, you know, just the position of this, you know, forget the numbers. The numbers are great on this. I mean, if you just look at the the sales and the and the EPS, that's an A. Solid A, there's, you know, there's nothing really wrong there. Mm -hmm. But the position of this makes it a C at best because, okay. you know, it's a low, low quality position to be in. Now, if it broke out and then formed another base, that base could be an A. Right. But it's just having this overhead resistance um, is a hu huge problem for it. And, and in this environment, right, you're not buying anything. But if you're going to buy, let's say you're really tempted, you need to buy an A or an A-plus stock. You're not touching a C stock. Perfect. So having a system in place <clears throat> to prioritize your stocks will help you when you're deciding what stocks are your most important ones. Coming up next, we are going to discuss a number of ideas that are worth looking into. We'll be back. I am here with Scott St. Clair. Scott's one of our senior product coaches at MarketSmith. Now, Scott, there are a ton of publicly traded stocks just on the U.S. I think it's over 5,000 stocks. Who has the time to go through all of these stocks and find the very best ones? Yeah, most people don't, right? So what you need is a tool like MarketSmith. We have decades of research on what makes a great winning stock. So we've done all the research for you. So we're going to try to highlight those specific stocks with those great data points. So if you're looking for that next great potential big winner, orange stock ideas button, you just click on it and you've got some of the main reports that we use, including the Growth 250. Yeah, and the Growth 250 is the first list that I go through on the weekends. Yeah, it's the most popular one, but there are others. There's the Breaking Out Today, Stocks Near a Pivot, and then the Blue Dot List, right, which is very popular. It's gonna show you the stocks with the best relative strength. So we've done a lot of the work for you. What you have to do is review these lists. You're going to come up with some of the best ideas in that current market environment. Perfect. Mark Smith saves you time and makes investment research that much easier. For more information, go to Investors.com slash podcast 2020. We are back with Mike Webster on Investing with IBD, which is sponsored by MarketSmith. Okay, Mike, let's get into three stocks, and we are going to dub this section. What are we going to dub it? I have no idea. We're, we're going to – stocks for the, the coronavirus. Yes, this is the coronavirus. You stay at home with a corona, and you use these stocks. <laughs> exactly. So the first one, and this is what we're all going to do if hopefully it doesn't – Hit here too bad, yeah, but we shouldn't uh, joke because it, it is it is obviously very serious. But uh, Domino's Pizza, yeah. Right? So when <clears throat> if you are going to be trading, right, you want to look at you know what's going on in the market. Everyone's scared. To, you know, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of after nine eleven about how people wanted to stay at home, and, right. and then there were certain stocks that you know you're playing based off of that theme. And so now we have more to choose from. And so if this does, you know, it's not why the, the this stock has been running um, or, or gapped up, but in, in the back of your mind, you got to think, okay, if God forbid this turned into a real 
you know, situation in the U.S. like it is in China, what things would still work. And, and Domino's is one of them. I'm trading it right now. I, you know, I bought it after the gap up. And I, I do have shares of it too. This yeah. is the only stock that I bought in yeah. the last, you know, week or so because it, it got it reported earnings and it gapped up so high, and uh, it just completely went against the larger market trend. Yeah, when you have a big cap stock like this, it gaps up. Like that, and I think it's important to look at a monthly chart. So when you get home, if you're if you're on the road watching this, or maybe you're working out watching it, when you get home, you know, pull up a, a monthly chart. Uh, and, and this was a game changer type of move, and that's why you're you're willing to step up and buy it extended gap, you know, gapping up, because like we were talking about with the other stocks, this was a monster. Uh, you know, this is what we call a long-term leader. It's a new product that we're coming out with. Um, Probably this Friday on, on um, to get in, your act together. Yeah, we're <laughs> working hard trying to get that thing out, man. Um, uh, you know, uh, Justin, Chris, and I are working on it together. And, anyways, this is a, what a long-term leader looks like. And in fact, we added it to that list where um, you've had this long move up, and really you want to focus your eyes on that relative strength and look at how that was performing against the market, whether when the market was doing its wiggles and wobbles, it was still yeah. you know, in this nice uptrend. Now, for the last year, year and a half, it's gone sideways. Right. So you wouldn't have it on that list at that point. At some point, it was just flattening out, and I thought it was probably gonna roll over. You know, yeah. That's what big, you know, big movers it went do. It such a big move, right? It went from, God, I mean, if, you're, if you look back at 2008, it went from $3 up to 300 Yeah. I mean, how much more could Domino's Pizza, how much could a pizza company go? Yeah. Well, it's because it's the technology play, too. Right. You know, they came in, they're saying, okay, we're going to dominate this, you know, this city. And we're now we're going to have all these Domino's around. So whether it's Arusha or Mike buying this pizza, we're going to get it to them right away. And And we're going to. And that was a big part reason why I went on that monster run because you could look on your phone and say, oh, they're putting in the oven. Yeah. Oh, it's going to the car. Oh, the car is on the way. So it, it was a really cool experience. Yeah, and, and I recently ordered some, and looking at that, you know, it was and it was for a work day. I was yeah. like, "Wow, now I know that right. you know, go out to the guard check now because the guy's out out there." Yeah. It's, it's it's very you know, they, that's the end in canceling. It's pizza has been around forever, yeah. right? But now they're doing something new with it. They're they're figuring out a way to get it to you. Plus, the, the they've improved their their recipe. So well, now and now I uh, let me just throw the the new kind of thing because sure. that's been there. And what's interesting, and, and this is a really cool kind of case study. But so they have this huge technical technological advantage over other pizza companies, or over really every other takeout kind of restaurant. But then the 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 playing field got leveled a little bit mm-hmm. once Uber Grubhub, Eats came yeah. out, Grubhub, DoorDash, and now all these other uh, companies could go and participate. Uh, and and Domino's was losing its edge. Uh, now I'm I'm still trying to figure out Domino's why they jumped up. But one thing I read was uh, if you have the Domino's app you're, and you go and pick up the pizza, it recognizes when you're near this store. And when you walk in, it welcomes you right on the the monitor. You hey, kidding Mike. me? Hey, Mike. And they have the pizza, and they just hand it to you because they can time see how far you are. So they're now they can see when you're coming to them. Dude, Isn't I'm doing cool? I'm yeah. doing that. Try that, out. Th- that yeah. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. We should do that and film it. That would be cool. <laughs> we'll put it on Twitter. So looking at this stock, you know, let's look at a weekly now. You had this nice base, you know, perfect looking cup with handle. 
Um, and when you're looking at cups with handles, you know, you want the, the handle to be proportionate to the length of the base. And so that's why, you know, I think it's beautiful. You know, it that's really is gorgeous because if you just had a two-week handle there, it would have been sufficient, but it's proportionate um, with it. And then you have this massive gap up, total game changer. It's a, a first-stage base after it's been asleep for a while. And if you were to go through and, and rate all of this like we did with the other ones, you would give it a solid A. What's key about it is that earnings growth rate of 30 with a stability of 5. Yeah. You know, uh, that's the one They're where you want the consistent. lower lower number is a better that's saying that it's consistent the only defect that i would say on here is you know the estimates are a little bit low 15 percent, 13 percent. but then you go down and look at the 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 way it's growing it's just not a rapid you know it's not a service now or a shopify where it's you know it's really has these massive sales right. but it's a different you know it's a pizza company what do you expect man yeah. so um it has this big gap up let's go to the daily chart on it and when that happened, you can buy some on that day. You don't buy a big position. And then you go and say, okay, if it takes out the highs uh, of some area of resistance, mm -hmm. then you're going to add, add to, to it. it. Yep. Um, and so right now, if you drew a downtrend from that peak day, the, the gap up day down to the, the high from yesterday on down, if it goes through there, um, I'll probably be adding to it, you know, assuming that, you know, the market um, – firms up but you know this is um also you need to know your exit point so if it gets much below 350 you know i'll probably exit it and then just come back to it perfect yeah so so <clears throat> far it's been resisting the the sell-off it's acting well and so definitely one to keep on the radar so let's go to the second stock and so now you've ordered your pizza and you're at home and yeah. now you want to pull up netflix and and watch. Well, I mean, they have What's a lot What's your of favorite comments. favorite show on there? On Netflix? Yeah. I don't really have. I, you know what I watch on Netflix? I watch a lot of the 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 stand up comedy. Shows. I was watching the other night. I couldn't sleep. That the Zach guy from um from Hangover. Zach Gal Galifant. Yeah, I can't. Your, your character. In, yeah. In our three. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He has this stand up uh, show that he did. Um. Oh my God. From I think 2007. So it was like at the beginning of his career. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so funny. It's, it's not something to watch when you're like trying to fall asleep because <laughs> it's so good. Um, but anyways, there's something for everyone on there where whether it's you know action, they've got their own stuff. Um, now with this one again, let's start with the monthly chart. This is you know has had these massive moves, yes. but looking at the character of it, it does run into to trouble you know you know the bear market hit it way way back when remember when they did the price increase that it got slammed That's on the quickster thing too yeah are you talking way back then? Way, yeah the way, yeah so they had a few mishaps along the way but it's got a very good management team but it's been kind of ridden off recently because you have all the competition that's coming in and of course who's the big one that came in yeah disney disney came out with disney plus yeah which is pretty amazing because disney's making new lows yeah. Right now, but Netflix is right near its new highs. Exactly. Well, th that's probably because of the, the parks. You know, like, who wants to go to Disneyland right now? You don't know sure. with the virus thing. That's that the last good. place you're going to go to. But their Disney Plus, the thought process was, well, who's going to get Netflix when it's cheaper with Disney and they've got this broad-based thing, especially anybody with little kids? But, you know, it's just this game changer where people are cutting the cord and now, you know, they can live 
together. It's not like an, the iPhone situation where you're either going to do Android or you're going to do an iPhone. Right. You can have both. You can have your cake and eat it too. Yep. You can have your pizza and eat it too. So um, going to the weekly chart on this one, this kind of looks like, it reminds me of Amazon and Domino's in that it's been a sleeper mm. for, you know, for a while while yep. other stocks have gone up, yep. which is a nice thing. So you've had the all the software stocks had the big moves, the Shopify's, the Now's, the, you know, you name it, that entire group. But these just kind of sat sat out yeah. and at the same time they you know the the sales are still coming in there and look at the earnings the quarterly earnings went from a minus 29 to 65 to 333 that's pretty dude that's <laughs> acceleration man uh, ludicrous it, it's true it, it is remarkable it's right near the t uh the top of its week this week when the market is selling yeah. off. So it's it's going to start getting more relative strength, right? Yeah. Start, starting to get a little bit better there. And what's the best thing you're – so if you were looking at this and, and you, everyone at home, yeah. just take a second and look at the, the fundamental information. And there should be something that jumps off the chart at you that is saying this is not – this isn't a B stock. This is an A stock because of this. On a fundamental level? Or fundamental the, level. The 74% uh, EPS growth rate? Yeah. That's not where I'm looking. <laughs> the uh, estimates. I, the estimates. Well, 45%, 41%. Uh, you know, what, 45 and 41 it's, on a amazing. big, it, it, big that's amazing. company. That's but the reason why that didn't necessarily jump out at me is because they had that 333% quarterly thing. Yeah. So maybe it's just price anchoring or something like that. Or. Price anchoring. Uh, oh, there you go with your big words. Oh, let's get out the dictionary. Dude. <laughs> My family wrote the dictionary. <laughs> Look it up. So um, all the numbers are, are solid on there. Yeah, exactly. The EPS growth rate of 75. But if you looked at the earnings line, you know, imagine an earnings line on it when it's r ramping up yes, like that. Yes. Sometimes it can mess with those numbers and, and, and inflate them a bit. But that's why you look at the estimates. So if this year was 45 and next year was 20, then I'd say, okay, that's normal. But 45 and then another 41, because you have to understand what analysts do. They lowball because they want, you know, the company lowballs with their guidance because the worst thing you can do is miss, right? You miss, you gap down 20%. Mm -hmm. And the analysts don't want to play into that. So if that's 41 for next year, if those numbers are right, really those analysts are thinking it's 10 bucks a share or higher, you that, know? That's pretty incredible. It, yeah. Because especially when you look at, uh, so 2015, 31 cents, then it was 43 cents, dollar 25, 268, 413, 597, 843. Yeah. And that 843 could be could be 10 bucks, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, that is a really good point, And that's why you're the professor. OK. Well, there's another guy on, on Twitter that I call the professor, the Duckman 1717, something like that is the coolest dude. Really knows our stuff backwards and forwards. You can follow me on Twitter too. Uh -huh. M Webster nineteen seventy one. That thing's <laughs> that a little too dangerous. <laughs> no, he's really good. So, anyways, and he loves Market Smith. Um, so, when if we go to the daily chart, you could see that there was that cup with handle that it broke out of, and it's had this nice move up. And really, where it's impressive is looking looking at the relative strength over the last couple days as the market has been getting hit. Now it's up in the new, relatively new high ground. Um, so it, it looks solid. And it, if the market has a follow through, this is going to be at the top of my shopping list. Yeah. I, I, and today, if first it finished up, 
and the volume increased too and it's one of the higher volume days in the last like few weeks which is pretty remarkable too yeah well let's get to our last let's one let's get the last stop rambling on i know because uh, alexis is getting a little uh, impatient here so let's right. go to zoom uh ticker symbol zm and Zoom has uh, is a newer IPO. We use Zoom for IBD yeah. Live. We use Zoom all over uh, for all of our meetings here. And obviously with the whole coronavirus scare going on, you know, people are thinking, well, obviously in China, more people are forced to work from home. I mean, even for what we have, we have offices in China too, and, and they were having to work from home too. Yeah, it's a great service. And, and so if you think back to like the Peter Lynch book, you know, uh, or his books that went up on Wall Street and um, the other one, the, you know, he was always talking about invest in what you know, look around you. Bill did the same thing. That's how he stumbled on, on, on Price Company and Pick and Save. Um, and that's what Jim Cramer does too, talks about all the time. And so that's what all of us here, it's just kind of inbred that you look around and we're on Zoom, like you said, every day. In fact, we're having meetings, even with people in the same, in the same room, you have a Zoom meeting right. just because it's easier that way you can share your screen. It's, it's, it's buggy. I don't really like the interface that much, but it's better than anything it's else that we've tried. By, by far. By yeah, far. Yeah, I, I, for the most part, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very happy with yeah. that. I think they'll just get better and better, it, but they're already light years ahead of some other Absolutely. stuff that I, I tried. So you have that as your backdrop, and then you look at the stock itself, and you're going, let's just look at the weekly. This has got this giant cup without handle at this point. Go and look at the numbers. Those are amazing numbers. Yep. Um, the quarterly numbers, you know, they were triple-digit sales. Now it's at 85. It's still huge. And the, the quarterly numbers are great. Now, what I was talking about with the estimates, th this is more uh, typical where we have a huge estimate at 440. Right. And then it falls off to 11%. So, <clears throat> so which yeah. is okay. I mean, it's, yeah. it's going from $0.05 cents in 2019 to an estimate of 27 cents and then 30 cents. Yeah, they're probably lowballing, but yeah. you have this backdrop of this horrible virus thing that's going on, and this is um, you know, a company that can benefit from it. And just think about it, it's a very sticky feature. When companies start realizing, hey, we don't have to send that person out to China or to Italy or to where, you know, even to New York from LA, they can just do a Zoom meeting and they're just as productive. Now they don't have to pay for the hotel and the all, yada, yada, exactly. all the stuff. Yep. So this, this is a way for them to get people to use it. Now let's go to the daily chart. This has been acting so strong and I have a position in it. I, I do have a position too. Um, yeah. and, and you know, it's on a daily chart, it feels very extended. Whereas on the weekly, you're right at that, you know, you're right at that pivot. So um, just because of the backdrop with the, the general market, I'm not going to be adding to this, but this is one of the stocks that, you know, I, I classified as an A, so I'm trying to hold on to it. Um, but it's a very squirrely. So it's, you know, what you can do is take your track price um, when you get home and go on MarketSmith and look at some of the big up days and the big down days and realize this is very volatile. And so if you're going to trade it, you probably want to trade it smaller you know, smaller size so you can handle, you know, the ups and downs of it. Exactly. And they do have earnings coming up next week. Yeah. Uh, so you want to keep keep an eye on that. So there are a few ideas that are worth looking into and considering adding to your watch list. So thanks, Mike, for being here today.
Wow, you're, you're not even going to say anything. Well, I was trying to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, wanna, you want me to go on? I'll tell you a Bill story. Well, <laughs> no. Th- hey, dude, thanks for having me. It's always fun. And if you're listening to it, what you're missing is Arusha smiles at you the whole time. You just don't, you know, you don't want to talk because you just want to look at him smile. <laughs> well, that hasn't stopped you from talking, though. That's true. <laughs> thanks, man. That's it for this week on Investing with IBD, sponsored by Marketsmith. Next week, we are going to have Ross Gerber on. Ross is the co-founder and president and CEO of Gerber Kawasaki uh, Wealth and Investment Management. He's a big fan of Tesla like Mike, and we didn't get to talk uh, we're going to have a lot of interesting things to say. Want to do one uh, more stock? <laughs> okay. We'll save it for next time. Yeah, so stay tuned for Ross Gerber next week. Okay, so thanks, everybody. That's it. I'm Arusha Paris, and thanks for listening. And for this week's Nilton Charts, make sure to go to Investors.com slash podcast, where you'll find details for each episode in the podcast episode section. And make sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast if you haven't already. We'd really appreciate it. You can also send us your questions and comments to investingpodcast at Investors.com. We would love to hear from you and may use your comments on an upcoming episode. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making any investment decisions.